Inspiring the LGBTQ community one vague <laughs> platitude at a time, it's going off with special guest host, Adequate Emily. Welcome to the show. Woo! You all have someone <laughs> new to complain about. Now you'll be complaining about 100% of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> I was a guest on an Easy Allies podcast, and one of the comments was just like, why do you have to shove pride in our face all the time? And I'm like, that was the theme of the episode. <laughs> it was about gay movies. Of course we talked about it a lot. <laughs> Typically, the only thing we, if we shove anything into people's face, it's neurodivergence on this show. <laughs> but I haven't got any complaints yet because the audience, I think, is also pretty much in the same barrel. I, I've joked for a long time. I think you have to be a little bit neurodivergent to make like videos, like like these podcasts and these kind of videos, just because. You have to obsess over something to talk about it for that long. You have to have some kind of obsessive hyper fixation. Neb and I made this observation on the uh, sister podcast, the uh, ONA Detox show, that I believe comedians in general kind of have to be on a spectrum to some degree to be like observing what the average person doesn't notice and it's like it's like i've noticed little um what is it idiosyncrasies with comedians that they all just raise a flag for me of just like yeah something's going on there i realize though like because i i've been diagnosed with adhd since i was like six years old so i've had for a while like how weird i sound when i like put up I don't know if there's a good term, but the tism dar or something. <laughs> and I like get a virus or like, I'll just like turn around and be like, Bo Burnham's got it. And they'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I wish I had been. It's um, the vibes. Oh yeah. It's super easy to pick up on it. It's definitely a, um, if you know, you know, type situation for sure. Well, that's the thing. Like I'll be in friend groups. So I'll be surprised when someone says they don't have like ADHD or something. And I'm like, you got tested recently? Because uh, you're hanging out with me. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Because yeah, cause that's the thing. I was never diagnosed with autism officially, but I would talk to my friends who are on the spectrum, and I'd be like, is that an on the spectrum thing? And every time they went, yes. It feels so late for me at this point, turning 36 in two weeks, that... Congrats. <laughs> it's like, you just know, though, at this point. Like... I got so many things at this point, like, it might as well, you know? <laughs> when you have ADHD, you're trans, you have dysphoria, you're depressed, you got anxiety, you're like, eh, just all come in here. Just, just wave them in like a bouncer, just coming on. <laughs> There's no bouncer. Just everyone <laughs> is free to stroll right on in. I'm just imagining the waving of the bouncer thing, but it's just the copy of the DSM-5 just slowly walking <laughs> into the room. <laughs> It's just a revolving door. <laughs> it's, it's it's actually more of a bead curtain. There actually is no door to speak of. But um, the reason I... Um, well, actually, no, before we get into that, I want to introduce you to the audience, um, for those who may not yes. know uh, who you are, what you do. My current suspended Twitter account that most people follow me on. See, I was, yeah, we can get the plugs out of the way. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. 
Maybe I'll have it back when this comes out. Who knows? Who knows? Elon runs great websites. He's so good at managing things. He runs the best websites. I can attest to that. Um, Just from the past couple weeks, I was going to actually give a little bit of insight from my own personal experience as to how the site has changed for me. But before I get into any of that, um, yeah, what is it that you do? I do video essays on films. Uh, I mostly focus on art house films. I I like focusing on stuff that sort of doesn't get covered a lot. I feel like there's there's a million essays you can find out there about like the MCU or something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm not as interested in that. I want to tell you about weird French movies, or in the most recent case, a 1970 Italian uh, anti-fascist film that involves some gayness, but also maybe not its vibes. I feel like I'm getting better each video. One of the things that's funny is one of my videos, probably the video I think is the best intro for people to my channel, came from going off in a weird way. Oh yeah, that's right, you had mentioned that. The uh, the monkey's uh, yeah the head. monkey's head video. I I've been listening to this podcast for a while. I'll say that <laughs> like since 2015. So I was oh 16. Oof, wow, uh, so it's been eight <laughs> years. And I had no idea you've been in it that long. That that's awesome. <laughs> At the time, I was watching a lot of like. The same thing I always do. I watch a lot of content at once, and I like media analysis. And I was on Rap Critics channel, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he has a podcast? And I checked it out. And it was around the same time I was getting super into music. So, like, I was like, oh, they're covering the new Kendrick album with the needle <laughs> drop. Let me check it out. <laughs> I've known you for a really long time. And, yeah. Um, I think you followed me back around, like, 2018 or so. Like, I think around when I started my channel. I don't know, because, like, I don't want to bring up the Twitter too much as if, if it's a, if it's yeah, a source. Yeah, but that's spot. where most people were interested. No, like, it, it was my most popular platform. I'm going to say it is because I still have hope I can get it back from this yeah. suspension that they gave me no reason. And they, did, like, legitimately, I was premiering a video and then I opened Twitter and it just said, you have been suspended. And I had uh. no email and it just said you violated the rules and it didn't tell me what rule or what tweet did it. And I'm like, Cool. Uh, which makes it seem like it was probably like they thought I was a bot or spamming or something like that. I still don't understand how that would have been possible. I, th- there's a reason thing that people have been saying where if you block a lot of accounts like in a row, <laughs> it might think that you are like part of an algorithm. Yeah, And sometimes I, I do that. that. If I see a transphobic tweet, I just go through the quote tweets and just block, 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 block. Yeah, but I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Like, if that were the case, I would have been kicked off the site years ago. Well, that's the thing. I think it's a recent thing because they've been messing with the code a lot. And also, they have, like, one person reading all the appeals, which is why it's, my appeals sometimes get rejected in literally one second. I get updates on reported tweets from last year. I got nowadays. I got an update on a reported tweet while I was suspended, and I'm like, this. Oh. <laughs> it literally just for a week. It just said you have one notification because it wouldn't let me read my notifications tab because I was suspended, but it kept showing the notification of we have an update on your report, so it would never go Jeez. away with the little one circle above it. Uh. But yeah, my my Twitter was probably the most popular place I have, which I don't know how that happened. I, I, I have a guess probably because I started it before I did my YouTube channel. 
uh, because I started around when I started college and I waited a bit to start YouTube. And I guess it just comes down to the idea of I am a... As long as I hate to admit it, there is some probably some privilege in it and the idea that I am a conventionally attractive trans woman. So Yeah, I'm I'm sure that feeds into it. I was gonna mention the um the ship posts. I, I think you're Oh one yeah, of the my ship posts are also yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was gonna say I think I make some of the dumbest tweets. <laughs> no, I fucking love your shit. It's always really funny. My mother follows me on Twitter and it is very funny what? hearing her reaction because she's just like I you are the you say the grossest things i've ever heard in my life and i'm like you don't understand i'm i'm low tier for that in terms of the people i'm with on twitter i i have yet to do any sex work on twitter so i am still (laughs) i'm still approved by trans twitter standards (laughs) well see what i was gonna mention that actually works as a pretty good transition pardon the pun is that um for the past couple weeks very new for me leaning hard into the um identifying with the uh trans femme outside of the non-binary side of it kind of after years of like different forms of denial just kind of like doing a lot of accepting i guess i i mentioned it the other day like i think it's funny that i remember like back when i was watching you guys back in like 2015 you'd be like one of the few youtubers being like hey we should all support trans people and be very nice and i'm like <laughs> yeah i also did a lot of that before i <laughs> realized it too it yeah, reminded I, me so much of like t- t- 10 year old me being like gay marriage is a pretty important issue and every other kid at my school being like why why do you care like we, we're 10 <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I just want to be nice. Right, yeah. I came out to my parents in 2015, and then a few months later, Caitlyn Jenner comes out. So (laughs) I had to have the awkward conversation where my mom walks in and goes, Hey, did you hear about Caitlyn? And I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Oh. This is is very awkward. Oh, it's like... I just wanted you to know. (laughs) It's like when Christmas rolls around and you have that one relative who knows you like skateboarding, so now all the gifts are going to yes. be skateboarding related. It's just like, I know you like Tony Hawk. It's like, I've never mentioned Tony Hawk. How do you know who that is? I just was the one that, yeah, I, the funny thing is like, it, as the process of like people learning went on, like. That was my parents in like 2015. And then two years later, when I'm coming out to everyone, my aunt gives my mom a copy of the National Geographic that has like transgender revolution on it. And she just laughs and like feels embarrassed and hides it from me. And I find it and I burst out laughing. (laughs) And sure enough, I tell that aunt that story now. She's like, listen, I wouldn't do that now. But yeah, uh, around that time, I remember I was listening to the backlog and RC talked about um, about the movie Head and I had never heard of it and I didn't look anything into it. I just thought it was an interesting thing that I had never heard about. And I let it go back into my memory and I was like, ah, whatever. I don't need to know about that. And then like six years later, I'm listening to, uh, I believe it was a We Hate Movies podcast. We were also mm. very cool people that... I know most of them. They're pretty cool. Uh, 
And they talked about the box set that I own on Criteria now, where it has like Easy Rider and five easy pieces and heads in there because it's from the same creators. Oh, okay. And they called it Film School in a Box. And they didn't count head out of that. And I was like, is there more to this movie? And then I put it in the back of my mind again. And then the pandemic happens. And one night I'm just like feeling weird. And I remember it. And I go on a Wikipedia search. And the more I look, the weirder and weirder everything gets. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's not just the movie. As I try to set up on the thing, the whole story is weird. Like, the minute you get to the line of, like, one of them is the son of the inventor of liquid paper, you're like, that. how is that, like, a, a, a random random note there? When I see a headline where I'm like, oh, who's this guy that was used in promotional material? And I look it up and I see noted connection to Jeffrey Epstein. I'm like, what Aww. is going on? We're going to have a bad time. I, like, try to explore in that, like, the story around it's so weird. And then I... Funny enough, because R.C. hated it and didn't get, didn't like it, the movie at the time and was making fun of it. I watched it, and because I'm a total fucking weirdo who loves weird <laughs> surrealist stuff, I, I vibed hard with it, and I was like, this is really interesting and cool. Particularly because before then, I watched a few episodes of The Monkey Show, and it mm-hmm. was not my thing. I've seen clips from the monkeys mainly on TikTok. People just like make monkeys compilations. It's so strange. There is a weird Tumblr fandom of it. I don't. <laughs> I did not realize that until that I made it. Out. Also, I get it's the video. I definitely get the most comments from boomers on. Oh God, yeah. Because because it's the one where you get. It's, I know it's from a boomer when the comments like you look seem like a very nice lady, and I'm like, yeah, no, no one under sixty will comment that. <laughs> It's like our uh, video on uh, my mother. The car is a lightning rod for for b- angry boomer comments. I'm just like, what else is gonna bring you here? I think that was one of the first uh, episodes of Rick Hops I watched too. Cause yeah, that 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 one's a wild one. So I have the boomers to thank. It's probably their angry comments that got it. Um, bumped up and suggested for more people so that's the know. thing i don't get very a lot of angry comments on occasionally i'll get one that was like oh you you were too dismissive of some of their music and i'm like i said it was good it's just very obvious they, as they refer to it it is very much bubblegum pop rock and that's it's all super of its time yeah yeah and i enjoy a, a decent bunch of it like i think daydream believer is like one of the best pop songs of the 60s oh but yeah, like, yeah yeah it's great but also at the same time, like, when I contrast it with they finally made their first album written by themselves, and then the next week Sgt. Pepper came out, oh. you're like, oh yeah, I get why. <laughs> you're oh, like, boy. 60s really changed a lot in 67. Didn't stand a fucking chance, no. That's the thing, as I mentioned in the video, like, I'm like, I don't think there was a chance for this movie to, like, even if they did a regular Monkeys movie where it was, like, nice and family friendly... I don't think there was a chance anyone was going to see that in 1968. The savior as Bonnie and Clyde? Ugh, no, that ain't gonna happen. Especially, like, the, the the circles that everyone ran in. Like, the monkeys ran in a Frank Zappa circle. Like, that's not the mainstream circle. Yeah, Peter Tork of the monkeys was part of the Greenwich Village folk scene. And he mm-hmm. got the part because Stephen Stills turned it down and recommended Peter for it. 
So it's like you see him like at Buffalo Springfield concerts and stuff like that, like around the same time. And like, yeah, Mike Nesmith interviewing Frank. Frank Zappa's in the movie. The end of the second season, right when they get canceled, gets so fucking weird. As I mentioned it, like it begins. The second to last episode has an interview with Frank Zappa. But Frank Zappa is dressed as Mike Nesmith, and That's Mike the clip Nesmith I've is seen. dressed as Frank Zappa, and they are pretending to be each other. And it goes on for five minutes, and nothing else in the episode relates to it. Of course not. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, oh, this was definitely them at the point of, like, we're getting canceled anyway. Why don't we throw out all of our, like, weed, like, as I said, like, the, they wrote the movie smoking together. I guarantee you they were smoking together in the last <laughs> end of that show. Like, when Jack Nicholson get, that's the other thing. Jack Nicholson wrote Head, and that's still wild to me. Before he was big, yeah. And that's how he got an Easy Rider, because then they went on to make Easy Rider. Damn. It's it's such a weird fucking story, and I I just remember, like, spiraling into it. Like, it, I just shot my uh, 10,000 subscribers Blu-ray collection video, and in that I've mentioned not only Apocalypse Now, but also uh, the story behind Taxi Driver. Oh, that okay, I think Tarantino cool. tells this one a lot, where Tarantino... I'm oh, sorry, uh, Scorsese, like, he finished Taxi Driver, and he just kept getting rated X, and mm. the studio said, if you don't get an X rating on this one, we're cutting it down for you. Wow. And so, what Scorsese did that night was he had a loaded pistol and his <laughs> editing table, and he said, tomorrow I'm going to walk into, into into Columbia Pictures, and I'm going to blow the brains out of the studio <laughs> head, because this is the one of the best movies I think I'll ever make and I'm not letting him cut it down and all he Jesus. did in the editing booth was he turned up the saturation on the blood in the final shootout a little bit and it got an R <laughs> wow jeez and so like I believe Tarantino is the story as and that's why we have Taxi Driver and why Scorsese is not in prison you realize like looking into old film stuff like how just like some of these people were just barely holding it together for yeah <laughs> Rolling Stone has got some clickbaity hate bait lists because I they Don't know what they they're always. doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Whenever they come up with like a, the the greatest singers of all time, it's just to inspire online debate. And I'm pretty sure that's all this is too. Right at like the tail end of Pride Month, we get the 50 most inspirational LGBTQ songs of all time. And, um, yeah, I've got feelings on this one. <laughs> why is, is Miley Cyrus' The Climb on here? I don't know. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. There's some I, like, I disagree with, but I'm like, that is also about gay stuff. I get it. Like, I don't like you need to calm down. Uh -huh. But I get how a basic person would get it, would love it. <laughs> like, a, like, a straight person would be like, yeah, this is a high queer song, you know? This, uh, this whole thing reminds me. Of and I've mentioned them before, but I never really got a chance to talk about them at any sort of length. Um, Pride Radio. Locally, one of our stations has a HD second station that is called Pride Radio. It's a national iHeartRadio station, and it just gets broad, like syndicated, I guess, to local markets. 
And it calls itself uh, the Pulse of LGBTQ America. And just listening to maybe a half hour of it, you just really get the vibe that this is not by queer people for queer people at all. It's just corporate suits being like, okay, what do we think the gays like? Hmm. Well, we know I'm they just imagining love... a man in a suit, just like hands together in like a pyramid shape, and he's just like, "Yep, those freaks will like this." Yeah, but not. But it's like with absolutely no insight from anyone who actually might have any sort of knowledge on it or anything. So it's like, okay, well, we gotta throw some disco in there, of course, because they love disco. And if they love disco, they're gonna love '90s house. So we gotta throw a lot of '90s house in there. And then some new hits that we're just kind of promoting because it's what we do. Even if it's not like a song that's championed by the like community or anything. It's just, yeah, I'm sure Harry Styles will play. Let's just throw him in there for the fuck of it. He's got, a, he's got the number one song right now. Like whatever it was at that moment. It's like, yeah, we'll play that too. Why not? No one's listening to this. No one's going to complain. There's definitely some ones on here that I'm like, oh, this reads so much of the... I, I do not... Like, I look at this list and I'm like, okay, I don't think this song's about queerness, I, but this artist at least is popular with queer people. What cool gays are listening to Kelly Clarkin's What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger in 2023? That's what I'm talking about with the vague <laughs> platitudes. Any song in here that is about overcoming anything is apparently queer-coded, according to Rolling Stone. There, there are a so. bunch in here. Like, again, like, Ariana is popular with a lot of queer people. I don't think that's what Break Free featuring Zed is about. No, you know, I didn't get that vibe either, personally. I don't think that's what Lizzo's special's about. <laughs> now, I do agree that, and I'm not surprised it's in here, but, I mean... Okay, I will say, I'm surprised that when I was in the third grade, I thought that I was gay. I, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't put it higher. <laughs> but same love at 31 out of 50. Oh man, yeah, I know. It feels so weird now talking about Macklemore. Can you imagine, like, explaining to someone now that like 10 years ago? The hip, a bunch of the hip-hop community hated Lil Wayne and loved Macklemore. Like, oh. that just doesn't make sense now. No. But it, it was true for a bit. <laughs> so much of that era feels so weird now to think about. I think we let Macklemore stick around for... I think we were too nice. I think we let him stick around a little bit longer than we should I have. Think... <laughs> I think we now have realized that Ryan Lewis was more what we liked from the duo. Yeah, yeah. I think as soon as we heard um, the sheets... Downtown? No, I was going to say, as soon as we heard Smells Like R. Kelly's sheets, we probably should have known right from there that Macklemore was the unwanted guest. I feel like Downtown was the one where people probably started noticing, like, this is a really interesting song, and Macklemore is doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah, no. You, you got the one dude whose name I forgot who sang on the chorus, and he the, was the cool. The Foxy Shazam guy. Yeah, yeah, he was great. 
and the video is Smelly Mel's in there, I believe. Downtown is like such a great beat to it. It's about buying a moped. Yeah. And it's at that point where like, oh, you've run out of the sill. Like at least thrift shop, like it was silly, but it had like a, a direct thing. It was channeling and it fit like anyone who's been broke as hell, but like still manages to feel like they have a good, they, they look good despite it can relate to thrift shop. Who the fuck is being like, oh yeah, I feel like a badass on my moped. Like that's a very small demographic to relate to. And it's supposed to be funny because it's ironic, but how does that get radio play? Like, I don't know who he knew that it's he was like able eight to... different parts too. Like, it has eight different like musical ideas in it, which is very impressive for Ryan Lewis, mm-hmm. but also like. <laughs> Then Macklemore shows up on each one, and you're like, what? Why, why is he here? <laughs> like, you just keep expecting it just to keep being the guy from Foxy Shazam, or, like, uh, I can't think of his name, but the guy from The Darkness. Like, someone who, like, could fit on, like, a Queen-type song. Yeah. Like, a modern Queen-style, like, Bohemian Rhapsody, but pop mixed with hip-hop kind of thing. And no, it's just always white bread on the <laughs> on verse one. <laughs> Number 14 is Hero by Mariah Carey. Okay, you know, whatever. Number 13, Heroes by David Bowie. Could you at least space them out? I, I don't think that's what Hero, like, yeah, Heroes is about I don't think it's about what about either lovers. of those songs is about. <laughs> David Bowie absolutely has more queer songs than that, and it's not like he's an obscure artist. There, there's... You know what was a shocking thing that's not on... Shocking artist that's not on here at all? Against me. Oh, my God. See, that. And at first, I'm like, are they too obscure? And then I thought about it, and I went, no, Laura came out on the cover of Rolling Stone. What the fuck am I talking about? There's just no input. There can't be, or else half of these songs wouldn't be in here. But before we get off Heroes, I need to read the description for this, because I don't know if they did research either. Talk about love overcoming repression. Inspired by Bowie, <laughs> witnessing a kiss near the Berlin Wall, the, the title song from his 12th studio album tells a tale of two lovers, one from East Berlin and one from West Berlin, defying the barriers all around them by being heroes just for one day. The kiss that Bowie witnessed was his producer going down to the wall to have an affair. He was cheating on his wife back home. And to be clear, it was not with an, a, another man. It was a straight no. kiss as well, too. No, I don't think so. And even if the even if the song is about the East Berlin West Berlin thing, what does that have to do with it? Like, I don't. You're really reaching at this point. There are so like there are some artists on here that you're just like. Really? And then there's like, for example, there is only one Lady Gaga song on the entire thing. And it's number one. Of course, it's born this way. I didn't even need to read the article to know that that was going to be it. See, that's that's so that's the shittiest thing. That's not even the best song on that album. Oh, God, no. Far (laughs) from. Like, you didn't pull. It's not even the best single. No, 
No, we talked about it. We talked about that album on the podcast recently. I like probably half the album more than that song even. I don't know if it's very queer, but I feel like Judas. Should be, where's Poker Face? Actually, where's fucking Poker Face? I, Shout I out would Crash s- Thompson for that video on Poker Face. Ju- I'm glad you mentioned Judas because that's probably that might be my favorite on that whole album. I and would agree as well. It, it just gets such a good driving beat on it. It's either going to yeah. be Telephone. Where's Telephone? Where's bad Romance? Where's Bad Romance? But no. But we have ma- Jesse J on here. <laughs> Make room for Jesse J. You remember? It's all about the money, money, money. It's not that Only song. Only one Haley Kiyoko one. song. <laughs> At least they have Bronski beat on here. I'm like, okay, that would have been unforgivable. Two different Casey Musgrave songs, which like I, I enjoy Casey Musgraves. Some of these are, one of those is okay with not being on there if you could put, like, one more Kaga song on there or, like... See, here's the thing. If they're going by keywords, right, why is... Where's the little Nas X? Oh, my God. Yeah, where no the fuck is... No either. Okay. <laughs> You're bringing up a lot of excellent points here. Kick Princess, is it on there? Make me feel... By Janelle Monae should absolutely be on here. Fucking uh, Call Me By Your Name should absolutely be on here. If they have Rainbow by Casey Musgraves, where's Rainbow by Kesha? Like, there's, oh, yeah. there's so many missed opportunities here. And, I, I, like, my brain can't even keep up with all the ones I'm thinking of that just aren't here. It's just because they didn't care. You know, I have an artist that, of course, is so easily up Rolling Stone's alley. It's a rock band. They're extremely popular. Green Day has, like, eight different songs about him being bisexual that oh are, like, big. Right. <laughs> yeah. No R.E.M. No R.E.M. I still can't get over. I'm so glad you mentioned Against Me. That's... That's insane. Like, that's such an easy pick. Just pick Black Me Out. Like, it, I don't even think that's the best song on the album, but, like... It's the single. It's easy. It has a music video. Just post it. You know, if we're just going to be giving points to people who just mention being gay, being good in a song, like, again, like, you need to calm down. That's, like, only one of the three verses in there. That's true. Fuck You by Lily Allen on here then, too. Okay, sure. No Robin, either. No Dancing on My Own. How about Jenny by Studio Killers? Or any, I I know she's divisive, but it's very weird to not see Kim Petras on here, seeing as how she just had the number one song in the country with Sam no. Smith recently. <laughs> it is so weird. Like, what's inspirational? What? How are we qualifying inspirational? Like, how how are you defining it? It says, <laughs> um, from dance floor classics to soaring ballads from Christina. No, Sophie. Mm-hmm. No That's one's so easy. You just need it's okay to cry or immaterial or yeah. It probably is not the easier choice, but if you just if you refuse to put on the two most famous queer songs you have, like positive queer songs, there, fuck it, put on Pony Boy. I don't fucking care. Just put Sophie on there. No Orville Peck on here. No Big Frida, and Big Frida's big right now. I don't love Sam Smith. But seeing only one song on here kind of feels like an underrepresentation, especially again, 
because they did have the number one song in the fucking country very recently. Frank Ocean. Oh, fuck. Yeah. You could put yeah. Bad Religion on here. You could put Chanel. All you need to do was ask a very small room full of queer people, and they would have given you... No Troy Sivan. How Bloom oh. by Troy Sivan isn't on no here? No Tyler the Creator. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you could literally put any song from Igor. You know what? Even uh. though it's not related to the topic of Flower Boy, you know what? Put on Who Dat Boy. I don't care. <laughs> Just acknowledge it. I'll take Just it. it. <laughs> I'll fucking take it. Like, you got some on here for cool points. You got uh, Christina and the Queens. I've got no problem with that. But you had to put the great, Greatest Showman on there, too. So This is me. That's at 17. The Greatest Showman's theme is at 17. Wait a second. What? Why? I didn't even see that. Oh, God. Again, I, I have to come back to it again because this is the wildest one to be. Miley Cyrus is the climb. Just has nothing to it's about just vague struggles it doesn't the putting the one kesha song being we are who we are is so weird too you mentioned rainbow why we are who we are no tegan and sarah oh no scissor sisters Oof. yeah like even just like bands that had like a hit in the 2000s that were very queer b52s nowhere to be on there Wow, holy shit. Village people nowhere to be on here. Love Shack should absolutely be on there. I guess no one really listens to the village people to get inspired. But well, no, <laughs> but if we're talking about, like, like this is why I asked, what do they consider inspirational? And I could tell it really just means songs that they think will give you strength, like Britney Spears is stronger and Kelly Clarkson's stronger because they only have a couple keywords that they put in heroes, stronger, and rainbows. Just a couple keywords. You do the uh, control F for a couple of these words and just whip it together real quick. And I could tell they did this because the article just says by Rolling Stone. They didn't want to put anyone's <laughs> name on this article like because they knew gaming news articles that just say by IGN staff they knew people would be coming for whoever put this dog shit together I'm glad Ethel Kane at least gets a shout out but I do think I it's funny because I think American Teenager might be one of the weakest songs on Feature Star granted that's because I like when she gets weird only one Elton John song in here yeah no Boy George or uh, Culture Club either which I, I Granted, Boy George has become a weird transpo, but still. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's true. There should be some type of criteria. Like... No Tainted Love. No Tainted Love, no Soft Cell, holy shit. Big uh, absence of 80s... Where's Sylvester's You Make Me Feel? Here's one that I'm very surprised, because it was a huge trending sound on on TikTok very recently, where's Make Your Own Kind of Music by Cass Elliot? Like, I get why they aren't putting cock suck it and blues on here, but yeah, still. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you want to play it safe, I understand to a degree. That's the thing, we're mentioning very obvious artists. Like, if I wanted to go deep cuts, I could be like, where's Gloss? Because where's... what's really inspirational is be getting punk with it. 
at that point, if we don't care about advertisers, where where's fucking Kim Petra's throat goat? We could just put them <laughs> all on the table. At that point, who are you doing this for? Are you doing it for the culture, or are you doing it for the advertisers? Like, I think we could all tell. I think I could feel, like, even more, like, ha- I feel like, un- until I mention it, the most shocking one yet is still Frank Ocean, because that's such an easy one, because he's so well known. Only one Madonna song. And I know yeah. Madonna's kind of passe, and not exactly, like... Madonna's not exactly mother in 2023. What are you talking about? That that gift with her and Hillary Clinton dancing was so cool. Do you remember when Hillary did the mannequin challenge? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a 2016 sentence if I've ever fucking heard it. <laughs> it's when we all thought she had it in the bag. And she could just make trending videos. And it'd be fine. That'd be enough to get her elected. How about you do the fucking ice bucket challenge? Let's do all of them. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I want someone in Joe Biden's team to make him do that. Like, I want to see him look extremely confused. I want to see like... Joe Biden eat the one chip. <laughs> I want to see him hack it Hello, up Hello, my fellow Americans. Today I try the final dab. <laughs> <laughs> No, this one's the bomb, you say. Why, why is it called the bomb? Hmm. I, I had a friend who used to bomb. Oh, <laughs> all right. I think that there should at least be a certain quota of queer artists on the list, at the very least. It feels you know, like they were like, we put Freddie and Elton on there. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> we put Elton John up there. We put Madonna in there so we can get away with putting Katy Perry at number three. That's okay. I need to bring that one up. Firework is such a weird one because that I, we mentioned generic songs that were inspiring but don't have anything to do with queerness. That is an extremely generic song because there yeah. are some. There's a bunch of songs like that on the list that you could at least be like, oh, there's queer people in the music video. There's none of that in Firework. No, it's like, okay, we got, we got like, a fat girl who, like, doesn't want to take off her clothes at a swimming party, I think. There might be... There's, like, an awkward person at a party who I guess you could read into they might be queer. It's, like, a lot of guessing. Again, and also, even the songs that do deal with it on here very much feel like that, like, when you go onto YouTube and you see the short films that are like, what if in a world where everyone was gay and being straight was weird? Okay, you know what? In that in that vein, I'm very glad we don't see any Todrick Hall on here, because they could have easily went down that road. They could have thought, hey, he's got that reality show. He must RuPaul be popping. could have been on here. Yeah, I think they read the room to a certain extent. No RuPaul, no Todrick Hall. Here's one I just thought about talking about firework. They put Brave by Sarah Bareilles on here, which yeah. if you remember, there was a little bit of a controversy because Katy Perry had the song Roar that came out very soon after it, and everyone was saying that the songs sounded like exactly the same. And for them to not pick Roar over brave i think someone in the room was like you know if you put katie perry at number three roar can't be in there like that's the sacrifice you have to make there are good songs out here too that i'm like 
This is a good song. This not only has nothing to do with queerness, I don't listen to it and feel inspired either. Like, See, like, is this like the songs you, pl- you, you put on when you go to the gym to try to get pumped up? Is it the songs you play on your drive over to the Pride Parade to like, you know... Like, I love some good El Goulding singles, but I'm not listening to uh, Anything Could Happen. That's not only not inspiring, it's just... <laughs> It's just a, a random battle cry song. It's just electropops. While it's not explicitly about the LGBTQ community, no shit. It's a battle cry that has queer undertones, overcoming adversity, sh- shrouding your identity, and metaphorical battle. After the war, we said we'd fight together. I guess we thought that's just what humans do. You know, you know how many times I've said to my queer friends. After the war, we've got to fight together. I guess that's just what humans do. Very common queer expression. Judas Priest? Nothing? No Judas Priest. There's a wealth of uh, choices there. No Big Gay Heart by Lemonheads. I'm just spitballing here. There's plenty (laughs) to choose from. Again, like, I get that if I was making a list, I would be the only person being like, guys, we need to put backwash on here. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> or, there you guys, go. hear me out. Coil's anal staircase. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is Pansy Division? Pansy Division? Oh, my God, you're right. There's... Look, that's the thing. You know it's not a great list, but I'm like, ah, I'll give credit for Bronsky Beat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of the most famous queer bands ever. So I'm surprised Erasure isn't in there. At that point, if we're just fucking knocking off the obvious ones. I'm just trying to look through. Is there? I'm just going on Wikipedia and looking at list of LGBT artists. <laughs> Let's see. Something LGBT they could have easily done, mind you. This is... You know, that's maybe the first thing you'd think to do. First one you look up is Lil Nas X and Janelle Monae and Rob Halford, who are all absent from the list. (sighs) 30 singers from Pink News that you may not know are LGBT. Ooh. Okay, well, the first one, I'm already glad he's not on the list because it's Jason Mraz. (laughs) Oh, I, I was not aware of that. I was not aware of that either, but also... You know, maybe it's good that we don't have uh, I'm Yours on the Inspiring Queer. Uh. <laughs> I didn't know Fergie was bisexual, so technically My Humps is a queer uh. anthem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no Perfume Genius. I'm kind of surprised now that you said that um, I Got a Feeling could have possibly been in there. Just talking about, you know, gays like to have fun, you know? <laughs> gays have feelings. <laughs> like, you could write anything in there. Because, like, the only thing they have in there is gays face adversity and have to overcome hard hardships. Apparently, that's all we do. <laughs> it's constantly struggle. There's no moments of, of joy. It, it, it's all about overcoming things in the face of adversity. You know, one of the Pet Shop Boys is gay, you know? Put opportunities on there. I also like making money. I mean, okay, maybe this one's too obscure, but Anony? No, no, Anony and the Johnstons? Nothing? That's, that goes over my head. And we'll say uh, that. Anony has the... They did the song Drone Bomb Me. They were... Mm. They, they were on the Bjork's... Um, Ooh. Volnakira. Oh, okay. The one that came out in, like, 2015. 
You know, big lack of show tunes, I just noticed. And if I'm thinking of another queer artist that's new, that's experimental, but is popular, Arca. Arca is a huge producer right now. Yeah, yeah. Arca, Arca's in a mainline H&M commercial that I get on YouTube a lot. Oh my god. I did With, not know like, that. With, like, Rosalia, I believe. Here's one that just crossed my mind. To the point where in the 90s, it was such a, like gay meme essentially that i'm super surprised it's not in here believe by share yeah no share no turn back time arthur russell could have made it on there yeah an yeah arthur russell, russell or coil song could have made it on mm-hmm. there they just didn't want to put in the work put sia in there instead the gays love sia especially after music so would point out that if you Point, if you take the Drake's God's Plan music video and put it in reverse, it's just a video of Drake taking money from crying people and putting <laughs> it behind his back and waddling away. <laughs> and I just can't stop imagining it. Like, they're just crying, and then in reverse, you just see him reach into their lap take a pile of money. <laughs> God's plan when Drake steals all the money. It just says inside of the thing where it's like Drake gave away like $900 million. It says making up this video, Drake <laughs> made $900 million. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's photoshopped and so it's CNN. It says leaked video shows rapper Drake taking money from a poor family. <laughs> Well, folks, that has been going off for this week. And I don't think we even addressed it, but um, with uh, RSC on vacation last week, uh, he had messaged me saying, hey, I didn't have any time to work on the videos and everything, so I'm going to need a week to work on my stuff. So um, that's basically what we're doing with the guest hosts weeks. Is, we're just sort um, of chilling, yeah. I don't know. I said we. I we 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 chilled this week. I I end chilling after this. Point. <laughs> you 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 chill for other weeks. I'm I'm just a guest chiller. I do think this went really well, though. I'm definitely going to. Um, Thank if you. I can, I... If I can overcome the typical anxiety of asking people favors to come Absolutely. to my stupid little show. Uh, yeah, I love doing stuff out. like this. I, I always worry doing stuff like this because I, I get nervous and I talk a lot. And hopefully people like listening to me talking. <laughs> I do think RC will probably be back next week and we can get back to the um, requests because they're starting to pile up again. So we're going to try to get to those and knock that cue back down. I was going to say, I feel like I've been hearing you guys say that like, oh, the, the reviews are piling up since like 2016. <laughs> the, yeah. the requests are piling up. It's a, it's a floodgate we opened, and we've been chasing it, I think, ever since. I don't think we've ever really got into uh, spitting distance of the finish line one day. I, I do think it's funny that I've been listening for so long that, it, that in, in that time span, we have both transitioned our genders. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Shit, Because I yeah. started listening, yeah, 2015, so I, I didn't come out publicly until 2017. 
Wow. That it's so weird for me to think about that. Technically means that I have been trans longer than a lot of people who are older than me, and I'm like, please don't look at me for advice. I'm not. Well see, I, I, I don't even know if I was gonna go this inside, but um I do think you are a, a dear friend and I'm Thank very you. glad to to have you in my circle and to have you around and Absolutely. And you were the first person I reached out to when I was considering transitioning, asking for advice. I will echo what you said, because I don't want to be the, you know, you, you just said, don't come to me <laughs> yeah. for advice. And I'm saying, well, I did. And things went great. Well, no, no it's not. It's I not respect like, that. Friend, friends can ask for advice, but also I'm like, do not look at me as a girl. Like people out there, the I am model. not a genius. Like Right. No, <laughs> I, it, I am. I am the silly girl who talks about weird movies on the internet. I have a film degree. That should tell you enough <laughs> to not listen to my opinions on things too much. Because I'm, I, I, I have a fake degree. I'm no expert in queerness. It's so funny. You, you've got the film degree. I've got the broadcasting degree. And we're over here talking about a Rolling Stones article and shit not it. <laughs> I mean, listen, if anything, that shows how easy it was to make a good list. Not yeah, even our fields. Yeah. I I can't tell you the difference between any keys, but I can tell you that any, any list of queer songs without Frank Ocean is kind of ridiculous. Music theory? I don't know what the fuck that is, but this list was bullshit. I can tell you that. <laughs> That's actually one of the reasons why, even though I listen to a lot of music, I don't cover it on my channel. Because I'm just like, I I would just be like, yeah, it sounds good. Like, I could not, I could not go as in deep as my video essays on films. Because I just I worry like, that, that's, that that ends up being what, what uh, my reviews end up sounding like. So <laughs> I think you add enough texture to it. It's like a lot of... Because I, I, I like to argue that... Um, any go good essay or review should ex should not be about just ex like a list of things that happened. It should be mm. explaining how it felt for you and exploring it back to someone else so that they can get right. an idea of what it is, even if they're not going to feel the same. I and agree that's why that. I love, you know, I think. Oh, there goes my dog. Um, <laughs> oh, right on time. Uh, but there is a. That's why I love. I, I think there should be more asset video essays on stuff that people automatically disagree with. If if it's told well enough, it's a good video, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. Like I whenever H Bomb puts out that prequels video, I will disagree with it because I don't like the prequels. But I will. Uh, <laughs> I hope it will probably be very well written. Yeah, like it will be compelling. Will I, Will I walk away completely changed? Probably not. I walk out the same person, but entertained for two hours. Yeah, you can't ask for more than that. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. I apologize for ha you having to deconstruct the the things back into the order that they should be in instead of how I how we people, sort of went off on tangents. People will we, have no... We, we were going off. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the nature of the show. I had no idea when we came up with the show nine years ago and we came up with the name of it going off exactly how apt that truly was and just how it's been proven for almost a decade 
I got an idea for a 50 minute video about a now 50 year old movie made by a pop band because it got brought up on a podcast within like the first 20 episodes of the show. So it, it's always kind of been a little like this. When I hear people be inspired by different things like, hey, y'all talked about this album and I went and I listened to it and, you know, I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't for y'all. I think the I wouldn't have watched the Monkees movie head if it wasn't for the podcast is my new favorite testimonial. It's it's such a weird one, too, especially because it was not a glowing recommendation at all. And I don't even remember that. I do not remember that break. No, I don't. I don't remember what episode it was either. I think it was explain. I I think he was explaining it to another guest, but I don't remember. Oh, hmm. I I for some reason my brain is just combined. It does not help that I used to listen to the podcast while I was doing homework. So a bunch of them just get oh, swallowed wow. up in the same era of like AP homework all at once. That is so especially because of my nuts. ADHD. It would take me like ten hours to do work because I wouldn't be on my pill at that time because my really mm. gave me anxiety so I would just be sort of <laughs> spacing out while listening to you guys trying to write an AP US history essay again the the difference is you were listening to this show I was listening to a horribly problematic shock jock radio so different paths you know I, I was also, <laughs> this was 2015, I was also watching a lot of H3, H3, and Filthy Frank oh, and we've all been there. And, uh, it's okay. Maybe a little, <laughs> embarrassingly, a little bit of shoe on head, because everyone was... Oh, no. I don't think anyone remembers how much people, like, a lot of people on YouTube were, like, befriending her. Supporting I remember her, like, that, it was a weird it. period. And I, I just remember being like, I was also into atheist YouTube at that time. So like the, the shift, like I remember liking Armored Skeptics video because I was an angry Catholic, oh. ex-Catholic. And wow. that all came together at the same time. And I remember even at the time being like, like this is back when like, I remember Sargon used to present as like, no, like you still shouldn't vote for the Tories. You still shouldn't vote right way. I just disagree with this stuff. And even then I was like, this just seems like a dick. Like, <laughs> seems angry all the time about, like, minute stuff. It's so wild to me that RC is Catholic and you and me were raised Catholic but aren't anymore. To be fair, I was raised Catholic in the very New England sense of, like, we were all kind of a bit lapsed and we didn't go to church. But oh, my yeah, parents no. still wanted me to get all the sacraments, so I'd go to CCD every week. And I went to vacation Bible camp because my <gasps> parents needed me to do something over the over the oh summer. Oh my god! No, it wasn't that bad for me. Um, we we had our uh, my mom's mom lived with us, and she was um, more religious than my parents were, so they were basically doing it for her sake. Um, so they had me going to Sunday school and all of that. And they had me have um, my communion and, and confirmation and all of that. But as soon as that was over, I was fucking done. I I got confirmed after I knew I was trans just because I was like, well, I did 14 years of this. I might as well get oh the last year out of God. the way. 
I can't even fathom that. That is I wore wild. A suit. It is so. And the best part about it is I show the picture. To, if you ever see that picture of me that I sometimes post of, it's me in like a black and white suit. That was me on my after my confirmation. Oh my god! I think I know which one you're talking about. It's like at wow. an angle, and I have like the bushy hair. Yeah, that is me. Like I knew I was trans at that time, so I was growing out my hair, and yeah. It was very funny because, again, I was an atheist at that time, too. Yeah. I also found an image of the videotapes we'd watch at (laughs) vacation Bible school. And I need to show this because every person I show a picture of this puppet who thinks it's the scariest looking thing they've ever seen. Just fucking... Oh, no. (laughs) No, no soul behind those eyes. Well, he's going in the thumbnail. (laughs) the longest outro ever we started and we started getting <laughs> people and look if people look at the thumbnail and they see that they will be rewarded if they stick around to the very end i believe i posted a clip of one of his videos it's just him in a pile of like little mascots that look exactly like him at his, What's his zoo. name chatter the chipmunk huh. and he and he fucking he's just singing a song going i want to follow follow jesus <laughs> because he loves me so and everyone just like replied to it like what the fuck and i'm like you don't understand since i went to vacation bible school the video was everyone's favorite part because it meant they didn't have to run or recite bible quotes vacation but look i need to have you on again <laughs> just to talk about bible school or camp it's, or whatever i oh god it's it's so funny too because in the contrast of like that was the one camp i went to and that my neighbor who was jewish would go to a very fancy summer camp oh and I'd sure be like, i don't i can't relate not only can i not relate my these camp experiences because they're very different experiences but also, you are not a part of the religion that I went to camp for. So it's hard to explain what when just I, happened to me either. When I grew up, I'm not an outdoorsy person at all. So camping oh, am sounds I. like a fucking nightmare. And I didn't know anybody that went to a summer, uh, a summer camp. It was one of those things that seriously just looked like a thing that was on TV. Uh, and didn't I, exist I, I, in real life. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think my parents signed us up for it because she was just like, all right, Emily, you need to make friends. <laughs> See, my parents didn't just, give a shit about that. You, I wish they kind of did. You can't just play but... Mario Galaxy every day. You can't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I should, should I say where to find me? <laughs> yes, absolutely. People need to know. If I have my Twitter back, it's at Adequate Emily, all one word. If not, uh at imprisoned emily mm-hmm. uh because i i thought that was funny um i'm also on blue sky now as a result of this so if you have blue oh, sky yeah. i'm adequate emily on there as well uh if you're one of the 30 of us it feels like on that site that are just all hanging yeah. out yeah it really does feel like it's like one group chat of like 30 people you know and I just forget it even exists. I forget I even have it downloaded. But it's there, no. just in case. And yeah, of course, the big one, my YouTube channel, 
I guess I also have a Twitch, but that I, I'm on, I'm infrequent on there. The YouTube channel is Adequate Emily, all one word. I just put out a video essay. I'm coming out with my 10,000 subscriber Blu-ray collection video. I just recorded it the other day. It took six hours, so that's gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be edited down for sure, but it's gonna be. Put it on while cleaning or something. Do <laughs> I do, maybe don't put it on your big screen and turn off your phone and be like, I'm going to watch it like a movie. No, you can put it on in the background. <laughs> Other than that, I'm working on, in between the video essays, I try to release some short form movie reviews and I'm working on right now, one on Across the Spider-Verse and one on uh, Bo is Afraid. And those, sh those should be out in the next couple of weeks. And then I'll immediately have to prepare for the <laughs> explosion of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh my God, yeah. I... <laughs> I was gonna do the double feature thing with that one, oh, but I okay. just I couldn't convince my friend to do it. They were I was like, yeah, we'll see Nolan afterwards, and she's like, I don't care about Nolan. And I'm like, all right, but it would be yeah. funny. It'd be the joke. It'd be the joke. They're on the same day. Well, everybody, thank you for spending <laughs> your time listening to this week's episode of Going Off. We really, really appreciate it. We'll have all our uh, links in the description, so you can follow us anywhere and everywhere. And we will see you next time. And for going off, I'm Muse. I'm Emily. And we will see you next time. I need a better way to end these. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>